Hey listeners, my name is Elisha, the founder of the Witnesses Podcast. It's so beautiful to have you listening to our podcast. And I want you to know something that that means a whole lot to me. Thank you for tuning in. And one thing I love to tell all of our listeners is, it's not just about you listening, but listening to understand. Understanding is the most important thing. So important. So, you have to listen, learn, and practice. Thank you so very much and happy listening. All right, go. I, Begidia, it's so nice to have you on the show. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm doing fine. Okay, so, you know, mm, oftentimes I love to talk about the essence of this show. Mm, which is to invite amazing guests, amazing guests like Begita, to come talk to us about their triumphant stories because we believe that in our audience, mm, there might be someone who is talked up in a situation that Begita came out of triumphantly. So by that person listening to you speak, he or she might actually pick an information that will lead to their transformation. So that's basically the essence of the show. All right, Pagita, within the next few minutes, let us get started with your story, the challenges that you faced, and how you overcame them. Then afterwards, I've got some beautiful questions for you. Okay, over to you, Pagita. All right. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to have to put that in a nutshell, Elijah. (laughs) The question is, what have I not been through? But, okay. Uh, I mean, mean, my life has been such a mixed bag, a totally mixed bag of different trauma and um, you know when we go through trauma and when we go through it we don't really understand how to get out of it you know because we're so stuck in it and um, I, I will say this before I start it doesn't matter what you go through and even if you've gone through something as a child you know the key is to always forgive yourself and to take responsibility for your life because you can roam around in that victimhood all you like but it's not going to get you anywhere so take back your power because we allow ourselves to be disempowered and rather than living our lives we allow ourselves to be lived and, and these are some key things that i you know that i have learned but going back to, you know, my, my childhood and um, I mean, yeah, I was abused as a kid by a friend of the family and growing up in the 80s, well, the 70s, this happened in the 80s, um, early 80s, life was very different to what it is now. And so I didn't talk about that with my parents. I just kept it bottled, bottled inside. And so, poof out the window and my childhood, so to speak. And I was like 11 years old. And when we returned to Holland, um, at the age of 14, I lost my dad to coronary heart disease. Um, I already had some issues with my weight because I was, I mean, I was was the tallest in the class and I I was always very lanky, but um, I started to throw up my food, my lunch, my school lunch, uh, my sandwiches. Uh, But at the dinner table, I would just have my my dinner and it just kept going like that. And the other thing was I had such a fear of boys. It was incredible. Um, If there was a boy 
in in the hallways um, at school, and my classroom was just on the other side. Oh, forget it, Elijah. I would take another route to get to the classroom. That's just insane. But that's how scared I was. I was so scared. I, I was always scared of saying the wrong thing. You know, people bullied me. Um, and my, I mean, even after my dad died, you know, my, my confidence took a real nosedive. I was walking around like the hunchback of Notre Dame and um, I just didn't want to be seen. And um, so my mom put me on this course, a modeling course, and um, just to help create a little bit more consciousness. But it's very hard because when you carry such an eclectic bag of trauma, of mixed trauma, it's really hard to just put someone on a course and say, you know what, your confidence is going to get better by magic. It was really what I needed was, was help. Um, but anyhow, I did it. And um, then I got, I, I mean, some hairdresser saw me and um, he wanted me f as a main model for the hair show, for a hair show. I thought, great, you know, great. And, uh, but it wasn't so great because my hair from here uh, was cut into a pixie cut and I felt really ugly. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that just did not help me. <laughs> And so it was, uh, yeah, I mean, I did try my hand at modeling. I was a real sadomasochist because after school, I really wanted to be someone. I wanted to show these kids at school that I could be someone. Well, sugary banana me. I mean, it was a cattle market. It was, I mean, it was superficial. It was shallow. People slept around. I mean, I'd be... I mean, things are done online today, but at the time I had a portfolio, I had my set cards and I'd have to go to castings and I'd be sitting there for two hours and then I'd be called in and they'd look, flip through my book. Thank you very much. That was it. But I mean, I traveled the world though. Uh, I did and I, I bartended. I, um, uh, I was a hostess. I uh, did a lot of promotion work because wherever I went, I would work. I mean, I could manifest that. Just the modeling was just crap. And in a way, I'm glad because I was, I was also assaulted in the modeling industry. And I carried that with me again. Yeah, I was a, a hairdresser in New York. And uh, I, it, was, it would have been my word against his. And so I bottled it up inside. And my superpower was always not eating. I could starve myself. And yeah, and the other thing, running away from my emotions was... The fact that I could just keep working. And I was working sometimes seven days a week, but that's, that was me. And um, yeah, so, but at some stage, you know, I, um, I, I hit rock bottom. Even my relationships, the several that I had were very dysfunctional. Of course, because one bit of trauma creates another bit of trauma. Well, you're not healing. Well, pff, the universe was like, okay, well, you're not healing. We're just going to make the experiences a little bit worse for you. Maybe then you will open up your eyes. And so um, I did in 2009. And um, I, um, he's now my, now my ex, but um, he flew over from the States to be with me in, in Holland, where I was living at the time. And uh, I didn't even know he was like a part-time crack addict. And so I found out the hard way. And I was like, I mean, trust me, I've done my sting with drugs when my stepdad passed away in 2000 
and it was recreational, but I, I had a blackout because I took too many E's and um, it was just, and that was because, you know, when something happens to you, it's like people had a, have a version of me, had a version of me, oh, Birgitta is this happy persona. So that's what they wanted to see. So I could just talk about the death of my stepdad who passed away from cancer, you know, for a few minutes. And then it was like, okay, they didn't want to talk about it anymore. So I just, I just went with the crowd and I, you know, I took Coke, I took E for several months. Um, and then one day I woke up and it was like, you know, what am I doing with my life? So anyhow, yes. So in 2009, fast forward in 2009, and uh, yeah, he was held for ransom by the Crips because he had stolen from them, the Dutch Crips. And I mean, I helped the police save his life. And then the leader of the Crips threatened to find me and kill me. And my mom had already taken me out of Holland in a space of like two, three days. And I rented a place not too far from her in the UK. And uh, my ex, when the police found him, was deported back to the U.S. And at that point, I mean, I was just so lost. I just, I downed a whole box of ibuprofen. Um, and um, the only thing that happened to me was like I had a good night's sleep and my headache was gone. And so my mom was like, well, Brigitte, why don't you go and see a counselor? And I did. But all the counselor said to me was, Brigitte, you're going to be fine. You know, you're strong enough. And I thought to myself, what the heck am I going to do with that? That doesn't help me. I mean, you're a counselor. Yeah. Counsel mm. me. But, uh, that, you know, I mean, that didn't happen. So I had to figure out another way. And that's how I dove into the holistic route. And I found a Reiki healer that really just aligned with my spirit, that healing really aligned with my spirit. And that was the start of my holistic journey. Now, just going back to my ex, um, he overcame his demons. He did. So I take my head off to him for that. Uh, it took him quite a few years after that. Um, but we all go through our own experiences and we all have our own trauma to heal. So that was really for me rock bottom. And so I studied many healing modalities because I just wanted to understand and I wanted to understand energy. So I also studied, well, I studied the emotional freedom technique, which is the tapping, tapping the trauma or the traumatic experience, the emotions out of your systems, out of your system. It's actually the trigger. And um, it's so profound. I, I loved, I loved it. And I saw some amazing results, but I also became a meditation teacher, studied Aroma Touch, Angelic Reiki, so many other healing modalities. And um, so that was the start of my holistic journey. Oh, I mean, of course, I hit rock bottom, you know, another time, but it, that's okay. That's part of life because we have, we're here to learn and we're here to return to that love for ourselves. And I mean, look at that, look at the world today. It's like, it's like everyone's a little bit lost. It's like, yeah, but what? Well, how, how do I find my authenticity? What does that even mean? It means that you're just true to your own spirit. It, and that you don't really care what the world thinks of you. But what's important is what you think and how you feel about you. 
And it's not having all these labels slapped to your mind. I am this, I am that. I have all these negative emotions. Oh, you know what? This, when you go through something traumatic and you keep it in the archives of your mind, so to speak, it's like, then you meet someone or something happens is like, oh, wait, that's a trigger. No, 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 I cannot do that. And that's that, we, I call it that social conditioning. We wear that mask for different occasions. But I, I don't have a problem about talking about any part of my life because I have nothing to hide. I don't need to wear a mask anymore. And I'm not afraid anymore. Plus the fact that I'm not a people pleaser anymore because it was like always like, hey, this, I was this welcome doormat because I was so afraid to hurt other people. You know, what did they think of me? Oh, no, I cannot do that. Oh, but, but, oh, pfft. and I was trying to fit into a mold that made me super, super uncomfortable. You've got a really inspiring story. You know, I love the last part where you said you're not a um, people pleaser. You know, that's, I really love that. <laughs> okay. All right. So let us dive into the questions. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Fire oh. away. All right. Okay. So um, let us talk about the importance of mental health and well-being in these changing times. Can you talk about that? That's really interesting that you touch on that. Yeah. So, yeah, very interesting. Um, I talk about this. I have talked about this in my corporate place. You know, it's so important, mental health and well-being. And because, and let me just focus on the corporate on this, this, this segment. I worked probably an extra five something months on top of the year last year. I nearly burnt out and when I did, I still kept going. I lost so much weight once again um, because I felt that responsibility because I had two roles, two full-time roles in the company and I couldn't do it anymore. And I stood up for myself and it was like, but so many people are doing so much these days and they're in the corporate world and it's like, they're being lived. They don't have a life anymore. Their personal life is stripped away from them. And that's why it's so important to reel back your power, as I always call your I am power. And it's so important to have that balance in your life. And this is not just about work, but in, in everything. And we are bombarded on a daily basis by everything from social media in the media as well i mean i don't even i don't even have a tv elijah i don't even care uh no i don't really you know i don't not 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 everything is just an illusion but people buy into so many things and even in social media it's like well it's like everyone compares um compares themselves to each other why do we do that Oh, but I want to be like that person. Oh my God, look what, what this person looks like. Oh my God, look at the house. Oh my gosh, look what they've done. Look at yourself. Yeah, that is important. It's so mental health and well being is very much about giving your power away, but it's taking that back and looking at yourself, just saying to yourself, you know what? I'm a beautiful person. I'm awesome the way that I am. And 
rather than listening to the outer chatter, what goes on in the outer world, listen to your inner world, right? And plug back into source, into your higher self, your higher consciousness, and work on that relationship with yourself. Because people try and find joy without themselves. People try and find happiness without themselves. They love without them, you know, without themselves. But everything is in here. Everything is in here. And that is just really important. But I see so many, so many youngsters suffering. There, I mean, so many are lost. And, you know, we grow up in this, this matrix. And that's why I always say we grow up in this matrix, this terra, this, which is earth, terrarium, you know, in this glass box. And we are told to act a certain way and be a certain way just to fit into the mold of society. But I'm here to tell you, you don't have to. Honestly, you don't have to. You're here to figure life out. And as I said, return to that love for yourself. And if you do not think you are deserving of that love, you are because love is your divine essence. It's your divine nature. I love that. I love that. Beautiful. <laughs> okay. Um, it's love some questions. Um, okay. This is very important. It says, how do we move from victim to victor and begin the journey of healing? You got it? Uh, sorry. How do we, how do we go from where to, to yeah. where? How do we move from victim to victor and begin the journey of healing? Ah, well, nothing happens by magic. Yes, we have the magic inside of us, but we need to get off, get up off that couch and look at ourselves and reevaluate our lives and take that accountability. Yeah, because if we do nothing, if we remain within that victim uh, mentality, nothing is going to happen. Yeah, just because something happened to you when you were young. And, you know, that is not your fault. But it's still your responsibility to heal from that. Do you not want to live a better life? Are you not deserving of living a better life? Of course you are. Each and everyone is worthy, you know. And it, it, I mean, stop listening to the opinions of others, but really listen to your own heart. And only you can make your life better. I mean, for so many years, I tried to save other people. Oh my goodness, I would walk to the ends of the earth and then some, and I'd scorch myself and I'd hurt myself. <laughs> but that, you know, I had to learn. I put myself in the boxing ring. But only you have the capacity and the capability and the ability to heal yourself. It all starts with you. And that's the other thing I say. Well, listen, you want to make the world a better place? It starts with you. So what are you going to do to turn your life around, to shift your mindset from that victim mentality to becoming the victor over your traumatic and hurtful experiences? Yeah, it's a choice. What are you going to do? 
Are you going to keep sitting there? Are you going to say, you know what? You're right. I'm going to start looking at my life, reevaluating my life. And I'm going to do something different and do something. When I say do something different, I mean, I had to figure it out. You know, it, I mean, it took me several years, but um, yeah. And it doesn't matter how you decide to heal. I don't care what you do. You do whatever aligns with your spirit, but don't just sit there. Mm, beautiful. Oh my God. Beautiful. Okay, so, um, Agatha, in conclusion, yeah. what advice? Let's say there's a piece of advice you like to give to the audience. What would that be? And let's say there are some people who like to reach out to you, learn more about you and what you do. How can that be possible? So, oh, what would I like to leave, uh, leave your listeners with? <laughs> um, a piece of advice. Well, I've already said, said it, you know. Always be you, not who the world wants you to be. Always be true to the light within you. And that is really important, regardless of what goes on in the outer world. Yeah, focus on yourself and live the life that you want and sometimes it may take a little while and when we manifest if we want something in our lives yeah manifest it but when you do so don't say i am going i will be manifest it as if you've already got it because we're all energy and when you start to understand that we're all energy, your shift in perspective changes and you can achieve what you set out to do, but also know that whatever you've been through in life, heal up from it because that energy also needs to be alchemized in order for you to move forward. So everything, as I always say, we are physical, yeah, physical in essence, physical, um, spiritual, and um, the mental, so to speak. So mind, body, mind, body, and spirit. And these three all work in conjunction with one another. So make sure you take care of all three in order to move forward in life. Because you cannot heal one part and expect that if, if you've got something physical, and you do not work on yourself on 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 you know in the spirit and mind then it's hard to move forward so see yourself as holistic and that is really important and just learn to live in your own truth beautiful okay so how can they reach you if they want to learn more about you <laughs> so you can find me on my website powersoulhealing.com and you can find me on Instagram under Universal Light Warriors and my YouTube channel, uh, which is Power Soul Healing. And you'll find a lot of my um, uh, short videos on light language healing, um, which I, I love light language healing. Um, and yeah, and I've written a book. Uh, my second one is coming out. Collaboration is coming out on the 1st of April. And then much later this year, uh, my second solo book on my time in India. 
at the Art of Living Center, learning about meditation. Because meditation, Elijah, is so important. Breath work is so important. So if you wanna, if you want one tip, um, listen to David G, J-I at the end on YouTube. And he does like 20 minute guided meditations on uh, anxiety, fear, living in the present moment and love and infinite possibilities, anything. And it's so powerful and it really rebalances you. And it's the same uh, listening to like 432 Hertz um, guided meditations. It just centers you um, and it just realigns you. And if you, think, if you think it's juju, no, it's not. It's breath work is so important. Beautiful. You know, um, I would like to have you on the show again. Maybe you come talk to us about your book. Would that be possible? <laughs> yep, absolutely. All right. Love so to. beautiful. So that's going to be the end of the show, Brigitte. Thank you for your time. Thank you for honoring the Himbat. It means a whole lot. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for tuning in to this incredible episode. Your support means the world to us, and we truly value you. We look forward to having you join us for the next episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Your feedback is greatly appreciated.